Before we begin today's episode, we have our patrons over at Patreon. They are Aperba, Nate Hansen, Rock the Green, Andy Herbrand, Lauren L., Paul Campaneshi, Kelby Goodman, Greg Wallen, Zach Duren, Daniel and Carl Lighting, and John Goals. Thank you guys so much for supporting our podcast. Hey, welcome to the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. We are your hosts, Eric Sturgeon. And I'm Russell Sorry. This podcast is about all things Wisconsin, history, music, culture, and beer. Although we don't often use strong language, the content is not intended for young audiences, so listener discretion is advised. If you love the bluegrass music you hear in this intro, please check out Dang It's from Madison, Wisconsin by visiting their website, dang-its.com. Now on to the show. Uh, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast, your weekly dose of the dairy state. We, of course, as always, are your hosts. I'm Eric. And I'm Russ. And I'm telling you what, we've got another juicy, cool topic for you. Yeah, I found it kind of fascinating. Yeah. And it's, uh, if, if you've ever watched a uh, Wisconsin Badgers uh, uh, sporting event, if you will, or uh, you have definitely heard this theme song or fight song. I think they call them technically, um, but it is a uh, an amazing piece of musical history for the state of Wisconsin. We are, of course, talking about the on Wisconsin fight song for the UW Madison Badgers. Um, Russ, I know that uh, you found some really fascinating history on this. Um, do you have uh, uh, like a, fa- a favorite version of this? I mean, like you, this, like when it comes to like the vocalize, like the vocaling. I mean, there's not very many that are like really awesome. Right. I like the Mad Hatters version. I think. The, of course, that yep. one's pretty good. But really, I, I actually just like the University of uh, Wisconsin band version. Just the just the musical. Yeah. So we will play a version of this a little bit later on. Yeah. In the at, show. The of, at the end of the, the the segment here. Yeah. And uh, but we also have amazing Wisconsin music from the Whiskey Bells. Uh, we we've been wanting to feature them for a while, and actually they just won the Whammies. Yeah, yeah, for the best like bluegrass or whatever. Yeah, yep, which is pretty cool. So we uh, ha- are featuring a song by them. Plus, we have amazing beer review. Always. And how many locals you have? <laughs> wow! <laughs> uh, we're really excited to bring that for you, uh, as we always do, um, Russ. Let's jump in here and learn a little bit about uh, the the song history for the On Wisconsin uh, fight song. So yeah, we've like it was kind of an ongoing rumor, and I wanted to clarify this beforehand because I think it's kind of a really cool topic. And uh, obviously, two artists I really like, uh, Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson. Supposedly, they own the rights to this song. Ebony and Ivory. I yeah, they, didn't they do that song together? I think so. Yeah, I think they Ebony did. Ebony and Ivory. Maybe it wasn't them. I, I like I anything Paul McCartney does, even Wings. Like I actually like all the stuff oh, yeah. he did. Like he's just a really cool guy. He's a really and honestly, it's so cool to see that he, you know, he's so uh, good at all these instruments uh, that he records a lot of them himself. Yeah. And there's actually a bunch of Beatles songs where you know he's the guitarist, not you know uh, George or uh, or uh, John. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of stuff, and he's very—he's a really good piano player too. But did he actually have the rights to this? Do you think? No, they did not. Okay. So this—I just want to dispel this on in the beginning. Um, That's good. And obviously, we're talking about on Wisconsin here. It actually exists in the public domain, so you can actually use this song and you can sing it, and you're not going to get a fine. 
Good. Great, great. Right? That's great news for us because because we're going to play it. Because we're going to not be fined for it. And there is actually a pretty unique history beside, behind the song itself. So let's kind of talk about that. So the, the, the words on Wisconsin can actually be traced back to the Civil War where Lieutenant General Arthur, General Arthur MacArthur Jr. Wow, that's... Yeah, Arthur the MacArthur. old Arthur MacArthur, Arthur MacArthur <laughs> Junior, Junior. You have to have Junior in there though. Yeah, like absolutely. it's kind of like Hank Williams, like Spank yeah. Williams, what he's called. You yeah. have to add the Junior in there. Yeah, the Junior adds just another. It's level. like a little, yeah, a little like nice texture little, to it. Nice kiss. He exclaimed these words in the Battle of Chattanooga, a missionary ridge to help rally his regiment. This exclamation worked so well that he was rewarded the Medal of Honor of his efforts. MacArthur's battle cry is still used today, but to rally students on a very different type of field. How On Wisconsin Became the Fighting Song of uh, UW-Madison is a bit controversial, and the composer of the tune was William T. Purdy. And he heard that the University of Minnesota was offering $100 in a competition for a new song. And he was keen on the idea for cash, obviously, as he a student. He wanted to make some money, man. I mean, as a student, you'd do anything for cash except some things. Let's, all right. <laughs> well, what wouldn't I do for a Klondike yeah, bar? Yeah, exactly. He composed a song called Minnesota, Minnesota in 1909 with the intention of entering the contest. However, Purdy's roommate, Carl Beck, who had attended the UW-Madison, was inspired by the medley and began writing the lyrics with a different university in mind and convinced Purdy to abandon his competition-winning dreams. Good. Ironically, UW-Madison and University of Minnesota are super fierce rivals, if anyone watches college football. The, uh, the axe game. Uh, the Yeah. Yeah, they've always been rivals, which is I find it kind of funny that somebody from University of Minnesota wrote the fight song for the Badgers themselves. Instead of yeah, instead of you know entering that contest for the uh, the the fight song, he was like, ah, let's, let's go ahead and write it for the better university. Yeah, the the greater state. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Minnesota. So I'm Wisconsin made its game debut first at Camp Randall on November 13th of 1909 in a game against the University of Minnesota. Golden Gophers, suck my ass. Take this, Gophers, you cocksuckers. <laughs> <laughs> you bunch of bastards. And the original version of the song, which has been slightly modified in a contemporary version, is as follows. It's on Wisconsin, on Wisconsin, punch right through that line, run the ball around Minnesota, touchdown sure this time. On Wisconsin, on Wisconsin, fight on for fame, fight fellows fight, and we will win this game. The song was actually so popular that in 1913, Judge D Charles D. Rosa and J.S. Hubbard rewrote the lyrics so that they could use it as the state song. Nice. Which it is still is today, actually. So they morphed it a little bit yeah. and said, we need to use this for our whole state. While it was c widely recognized on Wisconsin, it wasn't codified into the state law as the official state song until 1959. Wow. And here is the actual ago. state version. It's on Wisconsin, on Wisconsin, Grand Ole Badger State, we thy loyal sons and daughters, hail thee good and great. On Wisconsin, on Wisconsin, champion of the f champion of the right. Forward our motto, God will give thee might on Wisconsin. And it continues to be actually one of the most popular and beloved songs that you hear all the time if you ever watch college football. I, I'm a huge follower. One of my cousins up uh, from Montreal, Wisconsin, yeah. um, Mark Sari, was actually a running back in yeah. 2008, I believe. So I was really into it then. I mean, a kid from a small town in the middle of goddamn nowhere playing football for UW Badgers, being on television. It is so incredible to, to hear, uh, you know, where all these uh, student athletes are from uh, when they when they kind of are, are during game day. You know, if somebody makes a good play or something like that, a lot of times they'll give a little bit of history about that individual player. And uh, although we do have our fair share of individuals from farm farm towns uh, 
uh, in states near us, Iowa, Nebraska, uh, Illinois, even. Um, it's really neat to see most of the names are, are people from, uh, you know, just towns here in Wisconsin. Yeah. And big old boys on that front line. You've got amazing running backs. Uh, I mean, it literally, in my opinion, Wisconsin has been running back university for like the last, you know, probably like thirty years. I, I love, you know, I, I starting love with guys like man. Ron Dane. You know, the, oh the, for sure, the, the Dane train man, freaking legend. Yeah, and and with, uh, I mean, a handful of other amazing running backs that made it to the NFL. Uh, you know, one of them won the. Uh, uh, I think it was White. He won a uh, a Super Bowl with the Patriots. Uh, one of you know Tom Brady's last with uh, the Patriots uh, had a, an amazing role in that Super Bowl. He scored a touchdown, uh, maybe maybe multiple. But just to see the uh, amazing individuals that have come out of the University of Madison from uh, both like football and then also even. Uh, the the volleyball team, uh, the women's volleyball oh, yeah. team has been amazing the last. Dude, you know, women's few hockey years. too has been the hockey on fire. has been on fire. Yeah, yep. And I mean, it was cool because I when I was there, when I was staying in the dorms, I think it was around two thousand seven, two thousand eight, at the region. It was kind of cool because all the players stayed there because it's really close to Camp Randall. So I got yeah. to like see all these players come out of their room, you know, like in normal attire, going to class. You Did know? you just like always wear a towel only? Yeah, I was I always know. naked, man. You know me, slapping butts. And oh yeah, you know me, high fiving guys. Ooh. <laughs> Oops, my towel fell. But today, in special order, we're going to leave you with the University of Wisconsin-Madison band playing... What is it, Eric? On Wisconsin. Let her rip. That was on Wisconsin. We just wanted to give you a little taste of what we were talking about. And that, of course, is the uh, the UW band that's actually performing uh, that particular rendition there. We know it's a fight song, but please don't fight your friends. Or, yeah, don't. Or no, we anybody. don't want domestic violence today on this Sunday. Right? Yeah, All right. don't, don't fist anybody here, okay? Oh, <laughs> gaping a badger mine, mine and for or. <laughs> I'm going to fight you on Wisconsin. Uh, but now we are on to the actual music segment yeah. for this show. Uh, we are talking about the Whiskey Bells. We've been wanting to feature them for a while, yeah. and uh, just really impressed they won the Whammies. Yeah, for like I think best country album or bless or Brew, Blue, bluegrass, bluegrass Americana, yeah. one of those. Yeah. Just awesome. I mean, and I've seen them. Uh, one year I was at Food and Froth, which is uh, a little festival thing that they do at the. 
public museum here in Milwaukee. And uh, essentially all like pretty much all of the local breweries get together. They each have like their own station inside of the museum. So as you're walking through the museum, that's pretty awesome. You go to a different booth and then you taste some beer and they Getting give you drunk this and awesome out some dinos. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it's on like all three levels of the of the museum. So, like, oh, wow, it's a it's a huge event. Uh, this was all before the pandemic. So I'm not really sure how or if uh, food and froth has come back in any way. Um but I, uh, they also have live music like at every different spot, you know. So, two or three different bands are playing uh, on different levels there. Whiskey Bells happened to be uh, at one of the floors when I was tasting a beer, and I walked over. They happened to be kind of like in between. Uh, they just going in between sets, so I had heard a little bit of their music, and then I stopped and I talked to them. Um, and I mean, at the time, I was really just kind of like t- saying, like, you guys are really great. And then I was talking about the the one lady's uh, uh, Gibson uh, uh, acoustic guitar and uh, just happened to be like, is that, you know, like the J, you know, whatever. And, and she was uh, super kind. She talked to me for two seconds about, you know, some of the equipment. And then, you know, I went on my merry way, tried not to be too drunk and, and obnoxious. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, for sure. Um, their music is absolutely just amazing. And not only are they uh, making uh, amazing original music but they also do some really good covers i think they have a cover of jolene oh, uh, out there on the internet <clears throat> um and I, you know jolene is a uh a, a very historical great country song uh dolly parton classic um, i mean does an dude, amazing version do you of ever it. wonder like how hot jolene is because dolly parton's smoking freaking hot yeah man. jolene yeah. had to be like I don't even know. Like you can't really top Dolly Parton. Dude. Yeah, it's tough to uh, to imagine just how beautiful this person is in this song. But yeah, uh, the the song itself is amazing, and Whiskey Bells do a, an amazing job on that. Yeah, the, the song that we are featuring today, though, is uh, uh, Whiskey Woman. Whiskey Woman. Yeah. Oof. Have you read a Whiskey Woman? No. Well, maybe I don't know. In your younger days, have maybe you know, yeah. When that's just trash on whiskey. I, I mean, I've definitely had a different type of whiskey issue, but I don't. Yeah. want to talk about it on air here. But no, it's really cool. I mean, it's it really has like a country, um, bluegrass, Americana folk feel. Obviously, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, which is really interesting, you know, yeah. for having a country band like, I, and like we're pretty eclectic with music, mm-hmm. and I, especially when it comes to Wisconsin music. We're all about yeah. It, so, and we, I mean, honestly, we're just impressed by the entire. Um, the entire band, uh, they do such an amazing job, uh, an amazing musicianship like this deserves to be yeah. featured in some way. I don't know if they really necessarily want to be featured on a on a shit podcast like this. Yeah, but, but three beautiful ladies making still great gonna, music. I we're mean, still going to give it to them. Yeah, for sure. And uh, you know, hopefully, if any of you haven't uh, been introduced to the Whiskey Bells before, you're aware of them now, and and you'll get a chance to hear. Uh, whiskey woman and uh like i said this song is just a good piece of bluegrass country uh folk it's a good mix of everything uh and, and great mostly acoustic type instruments in this uh that that you know kind of personify what you know bluegrass and and that kind of music is all about uh and it's amazing i hope that you enjoy it now on to the whiskey bells whiskey woman Beer is nice enough for watching for 
different kind of woman The kind of girl to make your mama proud But then I found a message in a bottle And it left me wild and pissed and fun and loud Now once you get a whiskey woman started That was Whiskey Bells, Whiskey Woman. What a great song. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. I'll take your woman in a bar room brawl. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. I, I like it. Good stuff. Uh, and again, just fantastic musicianship. They are really playing off each other throughout that entire thing. Uh, and uh, that that uh, banjo or whatever. Uh, I can't tell if it's, I don't know if it's banjo a mandolin or, mandolin or Yeah, it's or, one yeah. of the two. But absolutely fantastic playing it's a banjolin yeah it's a the old <laughs> banjolin <laughs> the old banjoline um <laughs> but on to our wisconsin beverage segment here we're going to review a beer for you actually at the home of the new podcast yeah. location here in the waukesha waukesha yeah so we actually went to raise grain and we got the uh, skinny dipping Mm-mm. Definitely done that, and uh, I don't think anyone was impressed. This is probably <laughs> better than when I skinny dipped. This is more impressive than me skinny dipping. Let's just throw it yeah. out there. <laughs> so uh, this one's coming in at a uh, 5.5% ABV and 45 IBUs. It is a New England IPA uh, featuring some of my favorite hops, including Citra, Mosaic, and Crystal. 
Um, it's very ar- aromatic and dives into sweet citrus. Yeah, so citrus and mosaic are great. Um, they're like my two favorite hops of all time. They, they kind of they. I think that they kind of embody what um, a pale ale is, whether it's a New England or an India pale ale. Citra and Mosaic, to me, will always just be like IPA status or or pale ale status. And you definitely got like that New England, like a little bit of the, a little haze to it. Yeah. So you got a little bit of the haziness. You got like that medium brown amber color. I feel like it's creamier, you know? You think so? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. And then like, it's um, like... In the IBU range, maybe a little lower than some of your more bitter IPAs, but you're really getting that right. citro, which you're is not up in the, the 30s, 40s. Uh, you're you know a little lower, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, some of those IPAs get up to like 60s, exactly. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. this one's in the 45, which those, is it's, it's bitter, but it's not like, like doubles ridiculous. and triples. Oh, Obviously, those get up to like. Well, they just four dry million. your mouth out. It's like getting yeah. cotton mouth after sucking a couple of those back. But. Oh, what is that? Uh, 252,000. And really, IBUs. like, it, you know, it's a good summer beer. It's actually a limited release, though, so you got to make your way over to Ray's Grain and actually uh, pick this one up. Yeah, yeah, and it's a, a, a nice, it's a nice enough place. Uh, I mean, um, Waukesha only has, really, at this point, like, one or two breweries that are kind of standing out. There is, I think, another one being talked about opening here, but um, as of right now, Ray's Grain is kind of the, the staple of this uh, of, of this particular city and uh they're they're turning out great beers uh i think that uh obviously being you're sort of living in the shadow of milwaukee at this point if you're outside um uh uh, for craft brewing because craft brewing is sort of milwaukee entirely i mean there's so many of them right (laughs) downtown that it's incredible but if you have the ability um definitely head over to raised grain because it is it's absolutely worth the stop yeah, I mean, you know, like, obviously we're, like, we migrated from Skigo over to Waukesha. Yeah. So, you know, I always love supporting, like, the local breweries. Like, we did over and oh, we yeah. were at, dude, Muskego, how many Eagle um, Park Eagle beers Park, did we drink? Muske- Little Muskego and and, uh, and Eagle Park kind of together. I mean, we did so many different beers from them. Yeah, and, like, we like to support the local area we're in. And, uh, yeah, definitely, like, anything I've had from them, like, the few that we've reviewed on this show, like, they've all been really well-crafted, you yeah, know? Like, yeah, and, and uh, I think one of them was... was kind of right up your alley was like kind of like a nut brown yeah and i like i'm a like when especially when it comes to winter i love like the higher octane you yeah. know the thicker beers like literally a meal in a cup you know it's just nicer to keep you warm like in the summertime though it's like you're drinking a chowder it's a chowder but like it's <laughs> <laughs> a chowder oh man but yeah in this time of year like you don't want anything heavy um when it comes to the thickness of the beer and obviously like the abvs if you're going to be out on a boat you're not going to want to be drinking the ipas because you're just going to get trash so damn fast yeah you always got to go with a lighter beer if you're going to be out in the sun and and uh, the heat and know. this one's definitely sustainable i mean five five point four like it, yeah it's high it's so, higher but it's not like it's not you can do it it's a know? little higher than your normal and standard uh, light beers and things but at the same time it's uh it, it's not a stretch to think that you could probably session this uh for an afternoon you know i mean summer and citrus just kind of go hand in hand they yeah. work so well together you know it's just refreshing and you know, just the the vitamin C, the sun, like you just can't really go wrong. Yeah. You know? Even though there's no vitamin C in that. And beer, beer, beer is made like, with water, so it's good. Yeah, it has water in it. So yeah. You got you got all everything on the uh, bread, tea. water. I don't, what else do I need? Hey, according to the um, the USDA food pyramid, we're doing all right though, because we got a lot of carbs we've been drinking yeah. with these beers, so we're doing great. 
Yeah. We're definitely on the bottom. We're definitely getting our servings of carbohydrates. Everything's so. fine here. <laughs> yeah, Every, everything's okay. Everybody's good over here. I don't know everybody's about you, right but, here, but I, I think we're fine. How about you? How are you? <laughs> but yeah, go and check this one out. Um, I don't know if this raised grain actually. They do have cans, but I don't know if they sell locally. They do. Yeah, so yeah. they do have cans. Um, I think most of their cans are actually of the uh, like the pint variety. Like, they are uh, like the taller, yeah. like almost your like energy drink size, right? Right. If right. you will, but yeah, definitely go and check it out. Um, again, raised green. Gotta do it. Gotta do it. Grab a seat, gather around, join us for a chat. How many locos you add? All right, folks, you know what time that is. It's how many locos you add. Yow. So this article is titled. Darlington man arrested twice in one day for driving while intoxicated. Not not usually a great start to a single day. Nailing it. Fucking nailing <laughs> Kobe. it. Kobe. Uh, a Darlington man was arrested twice in one day for allegedly driving while intoxicated. Uh, Darling, Darlington police said that uh, the 24-year-old nearly struck a police car on Washington Street just after 5 a.m. on Sunday. He was allegedly driving without a valid license, failed to yield the right-of-way, and also had no insurance. Wow. He's really hitting a lot of different uh, illegal things here. Um, police said he was booked into jail, but later released to a sober party, which is very common. Um, just after 12.30 p.m., though, uh, the same day, he was arrested again for allegedly driving while intoxicated after a traffic stop on East Cornelia Street. Jeez. He also faces charges of bail jumping um, because when he's released to a sober party, he's technically still... Under, out on bail. Yeah. So there is the bail jumping charge from the initial one from 5 a.m. 1230, uh, you know, just afternoon, he uh, gets picked up again, drinking and driving, uh, bail jumping now. And, uh, you know, it's just a whole slew of shit. Um, News 3 now is not naming the man at this time uh, as part of a policy not to name people accused. Um, Which is actually a pretty good policy. Yeah. To have. That doesn't always happen, man. Yeah. Because things could shake out and... and they could figure something out, and he and he's not, you know, guilty of, of certain things. And, so and what's crazy is like so many times in this country, especially, they're guilty until proven innocent, which is like really unfortunate. You know right. what I mean? Like, right. as soon as you're named in the public, you're like you're the guy. Well, Even and, if you and didn't do it, you're the that's guy. That's the thing. And you just always remember. Now your character is is uh, ruined, and and your reputation. So. Even just being accused, you know, is, I know. is bad enough. It's, and so, <laughs> they're they're trying to do their part to. Uh, to, to limit hopefully the Which way to go on the shit aspect. that you know this guy might feel from this but I mean this guy definitely effed up though I mean this guy this let's just say he's not he's not an Ivy League professor here this yeah. guy is like opposite he's like I by no means think that he's a, a terrible citizen he's not a scholar yeah he's definitely just a kid just drinking and having a good time well he's 24 not years very old smart so about um if he if he had gone to college he's probably done with it now uh if he didn't go to college, he's just a 24-year-old not knowing where to go. Um, but either way, the fact that he was released to a sober party and that sober party... They weren't a responsible party and they didn't claim they were. That's so the that's problem. The, yeah, exactly. Is there's a difference between just a sober person and a responsible person. That person should have done everything they can to prevent this person from driving the rest of the day. Yeah, for sure. Um, science will tell you that the only thing that that will sober you up is time. So uh, between 5 a.m. when he's drunk to 1230 just isn't enough time. And who knows? He could have continued drinking after he got picked up from the sober party. I'm sure party. he did. 
The so, sober party drove him to a party. Probably. What happened here. Probably. Hey, uh, you know, it's... Uh, I'm sorry what happened to you. Let's go have a couple of drinks and like think about well, it. Well, and also, he was arrested just after 5 a.m. Uh, on Sunday. So booking and release takes at least a couple hours. So yeah. we're talking maybe 7 a.m. he's released um, to that sober party. Uh, it hasn't been a ton of time, but here we go, you know. Uh, you know, if he's, if he's truly fucking shmammered at 5am 12, he's going to be coming down from it, but still probably at like a point one or something. So here's my thing. I have a number uh, of, of locos uh, that is, there, there really isn't a lot of information. So I, right. I actually don't know a hundred percent where to go here. Um, but I, I'm, I'll take a stab in the dark. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Mine's by no means going to be, uh, um, accurate i don't know what i'm basing it off of it's just a number that came to me as we were talking he so. nearly struck a police car though and he had no insurance failed to yield and yeah. he didn't really even have a valid license either on top exactly of yeah so he so. probably shouldn't even been in a car exactly how does he have a car at this point you know i mean honestly anybody could buy a car and just not register it he'll or do whatever. stuff for vehicles that's it's for probably sure. registered <laughs> <laughs> He'll do stuff. What'd you do for this car? I don't uh, want to talk about it. I don't want to. Yeah, you don't want to know. Yeah. I'm really ashamed of myself. It was a <laughs> it was a Honda Odyssey. Let's just yeah, a <laughs> oh, nice van. Yeah, actually it is. But all, all right. right, um, <laughs> here we go. I've got a number. Do you have something? Uh, I think so. Let's go on three, two, one. Okay. Ten. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even count her down. What were you thinking? You, I was also thinking 10. Okay. Oh, I didn't even count Which her down. Which is crazy. You just, just did it. <laughs> you were like, let's oh. do it on three, two, one. And I point like, at you and you're at 10. Special. That's that's the That's drinks, the drinks man. talking here. There's no countdown. <laughs> Could you imagine being at NASA and just being like, yeah. dude, we didn't even count down. You hit the launch button. He's already Gee, gone. All right. Sorry. They're bro. already in outer <laughs> space, bro. Oh, you ruined it. Sorry. Yeah. I had some liquor in the <laughs> system, pal. <laughs> I actually hit the launch Sorry. button. Uh, can I? Should I count three, two, one now? But ten. We were both yeah, in the same okay. area. I don't I know what made ten. me think ten. But... I, it was just kind of the initial thought. I, yeah. I figured a couple cans. Definitely, like I mean, shouldn't be in a car at that point. Oh yeah. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Yep, but, exactly. And yeah. five a.m. I mean, he he was probably partying through the night to get to five a.m. Oh yeah, for sure. I if think he's, he's that drunk, he's he at a party. Didn't stop until like three. He's at a party. The sun probably started coming up, um, especially at this time, because um, it was in April. So the sun's starting to come up around that time. So he's probably heading home. You know, sun's starting to crack over the horizon there. And yeah, and you want to you want to get home. Yeah, and go to bed basically, and yeah. pass out the rest of the day. So that's kind of my thoughts on it. He's just. You know, a Darlington, probably cornfield party. Is that what you're thinking? There's probably, probably. some trucks backed up in a cornfield. Yep, yep. That's what I'm thinking. It's lights on it, cooler. Yeah, you're probably just out at early a farm spring, or something. Early know? spring, you know. But a yeah. farm party, you know. So yeah, let's call this 10, Eric. Do you want to uh, hit the gavel for us today? Yeah, I think we're going to go ahead and law and order this bastard. Do it. All right, that concludes this episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. If you enjoyed this vulgar display of Wisconsin, please like and subscribe on whatever streaming platform you prefer. And remember to hit the bell on YouTube to be notified when we release new content. Also, if you have any suggestions or ideas for future episodes, please send us an email at widrunkenhistory at gmail.com or head over to our Facebook and Instagram pages. Thanks again for listening. And remember, as always, watch out for deer on your way home.